Welcome, mere mortalites, to another round of the live book recap. Yes, indeed, this is the book recap that I do at the end of each month where I go over all of the books that were presented on this Mere Mortals Book Reviews channel. I have a look at some of the support that we've been re uh, receiving, some feedback, and then I also go into what is maybe coming up for the next month, which is uh, August of 2023. At the start here, I do like to do just in my little introduction section, just a a reflection of the general theme, I think, that, that came up. And for me, it was definitely about the style or underlying prose. A couple of the books that I read this month uh, really just made me go, oh, you know what? I'm starting to get a feel for this thing that's underneath the surface. It's, it's not just the information that is being provided, which is typically more something that you'll, you'll analyze in a nonfiction book. Now that over the last probably five-ish years, I've been focusing a lot more on fiction. I've started to appreciate more of this style, this prose that you can get, the different ways of uh, taking, let's just say, like the Buddhists do, something that is audio and put that into a text format. I don't think that works that well. Something like Ernest Hemingway and his iceberg theory, which is using lots of short kind of syllable words, not being overly flowery and descriptive, and but leaving things kind of unsaid so that you as the reader will try and analyze that you have the differences between things written in different languages like Japanese coming to English or um, yeah any other language the Russian poets and poetry I think all of this uh, I'm starting to finally have an appreciation for and understanding of and can actually start to talk about it more than uh, I ever would have been able to which is really funny because I used to just draw a blank <laughs> for all of this. It's not an intuitive thing for me. And so now finally, finally, uh, let's just say when, when I was in high school, art was one of my my worst subjects. I, I would just get kind of bees, bees in it. And <laughs> it's like, I'm now starting to appreciate it. So, uh, you know, check me out, mom. I'm only 15 years late, but I'm finally here. And this is uh, even funnier because my mom was a music teacher and a, a good musician and I just got... Zero, zero of that talent and intuition. So yeah, let's jump into the books and I rank this via uh, the ones that I appreciated the most over this last month. And the first one that we had coming up here was actually No Longer Human by Osamu Dozai. So I gave this an eight out of 10 and it was just really, once again, like I was saying with the, the Japanese, I, I find that their style of writing, uh, it has this quality to it, which is, I would say a deep is the word that comes up for me, especially when I think of things like Yukio Mishima and it's, it's a, it's kind of like a deep reflection. I think that that's probably the style that uh, I, I associate with him and Osamu Desai. This book was really, really great. Um, it was really interesting seeing the kind of oppressive Japanese culture mixed with his timidity, um, which meant that people could take charge of him. So this book was all about a, a man who, uh, is very deeply unhappy. He doesn't feel like a human. He ultimately, uh, in not in this book, commits suicide. He tries to a couple of times. Uh, in real life, the actual author, Osamu Dazai, um, whose real name is escaping me at the moment, uh, and this was his pen name, he uh, he did commit suicide and it, it was largely an autobiographical representation of him in this book. Um, and... It's funny, the the people who were taking advantage of him in, in this way because he was timid, yet the the Japanese culture 
uh, is in itself kind of very regimented. It is very, you, you don't step out of line. Uh, this this just meant that he, he basically was uh, dictated by the whims of other people, whether this be his friend, friend who was actually just a pretty shit human being uh, or, or the women in his life. They all kind of took charge of him. And it was only in this one little instance where he kind of married this girl and, and she just believed everything that he said where he, I think, felt some, I guess, some release, I guess you would say. That, that seemed to be one of the happier portions of his life when he found this girl uh, who was just so trusting of him. But then he found out the downside of that, which was she was trusting of everyone uh, and led to some, she, she needed protection herself, which he wasn't able to provide. So... Really interesting. One of the things uh, I do with book reviews is I, I try and not get a outside view of this before doing the review myself because I don't want to kind of be influenced what other people are saying. I It's, a, it's kind of hit and miss because sometimes they can provide insights which I would not have got. Uh, and, and in this case, uh, so what I typically do is if there's an introduction in the book, I usually don't read it until... I've done the book review and then I will maybe read it if I feel like it. And in this case, I was looking at just what people were saying about this book afterwards. And a lot of them were talking about this um, blend of American with Japanese culture and that the uh, Japanese culture was having to adapt to America in this kind of post-World War II era. And I just didn't see it at all. I I was trying to reflect and I went, "I, I don't recall seeing anything like that. He was talking a bit about painting. He was talking a bit about artistry, but I, I didn't feel like any of that really played a part. Maybe you could say the degradation of art for in and his kind of turning to comics and these comics becoming increasingly lewd and um, sexual. Matt, perhaps, maybe, but I, yeah, I, di- I didn't really see it in general. So this is one of those times where I go, yeah, it's kind of good to not actually look too deeper into what other people are saying. And this is one of the things I want to do with these book reviews is really is keep it to my personal opinions, my, what I think. And then perhaps afterwards in these kind of live book recaps that I can do at the end of the month, then maybe we'll, we'll get more of a, an idea. So the second one that I was really enjoying was Fiesta, the sun also rises by Ernest Hemingway. So this was a third Hemingway book I've read. The other two being the old man in the sea and uh, a farewell to arms. I believe I called it a call to arms in the book review. Uh, A farewell to arms is, is what the actual title is. Once again, it's kind of the gap between the words. This is this iceberg theory he was talking about, which is you see the tip of the iceberg, i.e. what's written in the book, but the deeper stuff is beneath the, the water, the surface. It's hidden in, in the actual text itself. And it's, it's kind of airy-fairy, but I appreciate artistic style more. Nah, actually, airy-fairy is not the best way of describing uh, his, his particular works. It's more this subtle blend of statement of fact on the surface it's it's kind of blunt in a way because people are just doing things and they just say things randomly to each other there's a lot of conflicts and emotions get brought up to the surface they're readily available to be seen yet there is once again you look at these characters and it's like well why are they behaving the way they're doing what what are some of the thoughts that we're not seeing behind the surface or 
Perhaps these are much like in real life where you can be thinking one thing. You can think, oh, I'm, I'm okay. You know, this breakup I just went through. Uh, intellectually, I'm going to put it over here in this box. I'm done with it. I'm not going to feel it. But it might not be until years later where you actually see, oh, okay, this was actually dictating my actions in this sort of way. And it actually did impact me more than I thought it did at the time. Uh, and uh, I, I think Hemingway is great at writing these books, which are uh, these characters like this, where you, you you see what's on the surface, you see what they're, they're saying and they're thinking, but there is, I believe, an underlying deep stuff, which maybe even the characters themselves don't, don't realize. So uh, Fiesta by Ernest Hemingway, I gave that a seven out of 10, also known as The, the Sun Also Rises. Uh, it's one of those books, which has kind of two titles. One after this, also coming in at a 7 out of 10 for me, was Energy, A Human History by Richard Rhodes. I, yeah, like I said, the reason I wanted to read this was because I'm just interested in nuclear energy and I, I kind of want to know why it's it has a bad reputation uh, in the kind of mainstream media or at least with certain elements of um, the environmentalist movement. And I also want to know just technically is it actually useful how what are the stats on it and is it absurdly expensive is it all of these things i didn't particularly find that in this book but i did get the a little glimpse at the history and also understanding why it didn't take off right away and this was for uh, the manyest numerous reasons i i did in that book review that was actually probably one of the longest book reviews i've done i did promise i would give you a, a funny story so what i was saying in the book review was it, these these inventions, which were some of the most critical, the Newcomen steam engine, which was pumping water from the coal mines initially, that was its first use case, and uh, arc welding, they're kind of underappreciated of just how big an impact they can have because they were so mundane. They were kind of like, ah, people don't really care about it. So I used to work in a coal mine. My previous job was as a mining engineer, and uh, I, I worked in an open-cut coal mine called um, Hale Creek for uh, two and a half years, something like that. And one of the things that happened there was uh, I was, uh, for part of my job, I was very much, um, well, actually, two, most of my roles involved interacting directly with some of the, the people doing the actual work, operating the actual machines. And a lot of my work was about scheduling. When is this coal going to be available? When do we need this, um, this coal to be available? When does this need to be uncovered when does this need to happen etc etc so my job was all about this logistics and planning and a lot of what would happen in the mine was actually dictated by water rain would come it would fill up the coal pits and would need to pump it out and it was exactly the same as what was being described in the book the 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 pump crew um they as they were known they were underappreciated to the max these were the guys who uh, there was only a couple of them they had an absurd amount of equipment to cover. They had to cover the whole mine. They had to be on their game all of the time. And it was so funny because the biggest problems we ever had in terms of coal delays, in terms of things that would really screw up the mine were when when water wasn't being pumped out at, at the correct pace or um, there was too much water in the pit. This would cause uh, slides of the the dump, the spoil pile into the coal area, which is like, big no no that's that's uh that's uh huge huge problems and all of it all of it was caused by by water and <laughs> they just were underappreciated it was crazy uh and so what would get the glory it would be about you know 
the the efficiencies of the big shovel operators and they were i think the ones who were getting paid the big money and it was just this unglamorous job that that a couple of select individuals had to do yet so much of the mind rested upon what these individuals did and it was it was really funny just seeing that and going like oh man like this the parallel between this book is is so here now one of the other things that really jumped up in my mind was the smog from coal burning kept appearing in the book it 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 uh, that period of kind of the 1600s through 1800s when coal was uh, the predominant energy source that just kept appearing and uh, we could see how bad it was for people there would be it literally killed people sometimes although this was sometimes from the sulfur not necessarily the coal particles in the air um, although sulfur is part of the coal particles in the air and it just made me think you know what's something equivalent now that we have which would be probably I, I guess not as harmful but still pretty harmful I'm thinking things like the drone on that noise that ambient noise you can hear when you're deep in a city uh, which is uh, very it's quite loud actually which is just of you know millions of air cons and of lights and electricity being pumped pumped uh in and consumed and the light pollution outside and inside i guess maybe maybe the technical signal bombardment is it sugar is it there's got to be something i think nowadays which in 100 years we'll look back and be like how did we live in you know those times where the coal was so thick that it was in the air and and you could barely see sometimes will will we have an equivalent of oh how could we live in those times where the ambient noise was so loud or that there was so much light pollution in the city that you could you know it would keep you awake you couldn't see the stars and things like that i think that'll be a an interesting question um a bit outside the scope of this but but still interesting the next one that I had was The Double by Fyodor Dostoyevsky. Uh, I, I haven't got much to say about this, to be honest. I, I found it a bit blare. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Not not my favorite of Dostoyevsky. If you're going to read him, I would definitely encourage you to check out the uh, Brothers Karamazov and Crime and Punishment would probably be my two favorite of, of him. Um, the Idiot, yeah, it's okay, but yeah, not not my, my favorite. Um Definitely those those first two. Uh, what, what is I suppose interesting is someone recommended this book to me in the the book um, in the comments section, and uh, they said I would probably find it funny. And no, it didn't hit at all. <laughs> Did not hit at all for me. Um, so yeah, I, one of those times where it's just um, people uh, have different opinions of things, and that is totally cool. Coming on to Juan's book here, he gave this an eight and a half out of ten. So tip. So this actually was the the highest rated book review of the, of the month um i was meant to check out his book review i never got around to it <laughs> I, I totally forgot and it was only a couple of minutes before i started recording this where i went ah shit i should have done that so uh as typical one is really appreciative of ryan holiday's style he's done quite a few of his now uh related to courage and to um what was the other one yeah, can't remember. Courage is the key was was one of the other ones that he's done. So, uh, yeah, if you are like one, check out the Ryan Holiday books because you'll, you'll probably enjoy them. And I'll just add in here, there was another one that I read, which was uh, The Untethered Soul, or at least I tried to do it by Michael Singer. Uh, one was talking about this on 
uh, in a podcast form that he really enjoyed and, and was checking him out. Um, for that book, I, I kind of got a quarter of the way through it before I just had to give up. I just found it a bit generalized. It was, it was a lot of generalizations. Uh, he would say things like uh, closing your heart is actually harming or, or not protecting you. And just with no additional explanation of why that was, um, it was kind of a new age meditative feelings book, emotion, trauma, that sort of stuff. And just his style did not connect with me, uh, which is quite funny because I was reading it because one of my good friends really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I connect with him deeply and have enjoyed other books. Although we have had a, a past history of having some mismatches where he really enjoys stuff by like Wu Wei Wu, for example, and I, I just thought it was utter trash. So <laughs> this is another one of those ones where the mismatch between what you like and what other people like can be very different, even if you have some ones in common, which you both really enjoy. So that is just to be expected. Let's jump on to the Boostergram Lounge and thank some people for um, coming in and su- supporting the show. So a Boostergram, for those who don't know, is where you can send a payment of money directly to to me and to Tawan and to the, the mere mortals. And this gets split up into um, various ways because uh, Bitcoin is digital money and it can do this really easily and, and awesomely. So if you go on to meremortalspodcast.com slash support, you'll see how you'll be able to do it there. And um, if you're in a podcasting 2.0 app, you will also see that uh, there's some additional benefits to to using one of these apps, one of it being able to support us directly within the app, the others being these images that are appearing on your screen, our transcripts appear in there, and the uh, live functionality, which I'll talk more about in a, in a little bit. But uh, we had one boostergram come in. This was from Cole McCormick One, uh, host of the America Plus uh, podcast and he says uh, in relation to the nuclear book uh, he says it seems humans stumble into innovations how much research has really been done on types of energy we have available i think there's more i uh, look i think there's a lot of research been done it's one of the most important things that humans uh, can can look at can uh and that was 4444 sats um sent using uh imagine fountain that's the one he uses the most uh, look, a lot of energy, um, um, a lot of research, I'm sure, has been done into different energy sources. Uh, we've seen numerous failed attempts over this uh, over the years through the uh, what was the the this, the machine which just keeps uh, trying to feed off its own energy sources. I can't remember the name for it, um, the self perpetual machine or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we can see this with trying to burn anything trying to with alchemy i guess as well as is trying to change things in this kind of energy format of converting atoms into different uh, variations and forms i think a lot of it, uh, research has been done like i said in the book most of a lot of it is just you you don't know what you need until you you get it you know i don't think that lump of coal um you know i've i've got one at my dad's home which i gave to him as a, a kind of gift this is it's uh, ossified coal so it's not really uh crumbly and dirty it's it's coal that's been um had a, a dike go through it and it um basically heats superheats the coal makes it unusable as a in terms of thermal energy but it, it kind of creates a smooth glossy surface which is cool you know when you have that in your hand you don't necessarily look at that and go 
you know what? This would be great for pumping water from a mine. And so it is having these individual pain points which you need to get to, which you need to solve, which will then allow you to to um, make these big changes. And as I was saying in the book review, I think if things stay the same, we wouldn't need to go out and find new energy sources. If everything stayed the same as it was right now, we would be totally content with the status quo. And there's probably only a couple of individuals who would go, I'm dissatisfied. I need more. I just for the pure sake of, of needing more, of wanting more. I don't think it's a that natural an inclination to make things harder for yourself if they don't need to be. So thank you very much, Cole, for doing that. Uh, we just want to give a shout out to Peter and to the other person here, which was the Wild Hustle who were streaming in some sats. I do see you. I do appreciate you. And I think Peter sent in a boost or two as well uh, without a message, but very, very much appreciated. Uh, for those who are going like Bitcoin, this is too hard. I don't want to do that. Uh, we do have a PayPal also set up. So if you go to the link that is in below in the show notes, uh, you'll be able to, to click that and send that through to us um, because all of this is uh, done just through listener support. You're never going to hear ads on this. You're never going to see a paywall. You're never going to hear sponsors. I don't believe in any of that. The only way that I want to continue making these that I think I can do ethically is via just asking for you to to send support into the show. So whatever value you get from these book reviews, uh, I I just ask that that you send it back to to us. And um, yeah, we we will acknowledge that. We will thank you very much. And um, when you can do it in a message like this, it also provides me some comments so if you're doing it by the paypal please please leave a, a message as well so i can um yeah talk about it so that is the the boostergrams thank you very much cole the wild hustle and peter for that i also just wanted to give a shout out here to the comment section which we get onto the um youtube and i'll, I'll probably call this like the housekeeping section to be honest so just a couple of things here i do try and get to all the comments and uh, because the book reviews is kind of in its own separate channel, it's a lot easier for me. I do see these. I've stopped created mini clips from there on, on that channel. I was noticing that one, they just weren't kicking off as much as uh, as they were doing on the main Mere Mortals channel uh, and they were requiring just as much work. So it's like, no, there's no real point in doing this. I have a feeling they were actually even harming the channel a little bit. I don't think they were helping to contribute to people listening to the long book review, which is what I really want to do. And um, I, yeah, you just get some really great uh, comments. I've got a couple here on the screen here. It's probably too small for you to read, but from David E. Mazzetti, he left me a, a one which was um, about the turn of the screw and, and um, you know, and a real old book review, which is really cool because it's not just the current ones, it gives me a chance to go back and be like, oh yeah, what did I think of of Henry James and the turn of the screw and the Aspen papers? What do, Does that still hold up? Uh, he can provide some additional content as a reminder. We have Nastia, Nastia coming in here with a, a couple about some of the recent ones as well and, and one she's read and we can compare and contrast. So I really like that. I, I think that is cool. And um, yeah, one of, the, one of the reasons why I really do like YouTube is for that comment section. The boostergrams kind of are an equivalent, but it's harder because people can't see it. And it's usually on a much smaller smaller format. You know, these are paragraphs that they've written into me, which is an indicative of a large amount of time. They spend a lot of time writing this to me. So 
Um, yeah, I, I really want to thank that. There was a couple of other people as well say, talking about loving the positive energy. So this was user RDB it and star over four one five four. So yeah, I just want to want to say um, the YouTube section as well is is really great for leaving comments. A couple of other things were I'm probably going to switch to a live book format um, in the coming months. I think this is the future of of kind of the mere mortals how I want to do things. One, it just is a one take sort of deal, which I've, we've kind of done from the start anyway. So there's no additional production that we really put into these things other than maybe adding in some some music um, in right at the start as an intro and just just fixing up slightly the, the quality. You might hear a little E on the um, end if you're listening to the YouTube section of this into the YouTube video. And one of the great things about live is uh, it, it, it's just a different experience. I can get like, you know, chat comments coming in. I can get a bit more interaction with the, with the people who are, who are doing this. And this is much harder, um, to, to, to get when it is a, just a pre-produced episode. One of the other things was, you know, we've been doing these book reviews for a while now. I've probably reviewed close to, I'm going to say like 160 books. One's probably done an extra 20 or 30 or 40, maybe on top of that as well. So, uh, there's a lot here. We've been doing this for a while and uh, I just would like to experiment because um, in terms of how long we've been doing it, I feel like the time investment is is not getting as much as uh, reward as I would like for that. And I put that on myself. Uh, I need to change things up. I need to switch it up. So for those who wondered, how do I do these and uh, why are they so kind of different from the the main mere mortals, which is a conversation. So you can't prepare in advance for a conversation. For the book reviews, I obviously can. I read the book and then I, I give all my detailed notes. And so I do have a full stack of notes here. It's about 32 pages, uh, 32 lines of this book. Uh, I've gone through numerous books over over the last couple of years and this one is almost filled out. So just because I am the way I am, I've got uh, probably about seven or eight pages uh, blank until I reach the end. So the book re- the book reviews will stay in the same format for the next seven or eight. And then after that, I'm going to do it in a more live style where I will just have notes on my phone, which aren't as intricate, aren't as detailed. And I've been checking out a couple of other book review channels who seem to be rather popular, who seem to have a, a, a quite a bit of engagement. The number one thing is you need to have been doing it for a while. So I've been doing it for two or three years, but I haven't been doing it for like seven or eight years. And uh, uh, what I have noticed from them is they they get kind of more subjective really quickly and they do seem to have some prep, but they're also loose. And yeah, I just think for me, live is the way that I want to do things in the future. And so uh, more will come on that on a particular time format. I want to do it weekly at a particular time. You know, I don't know if Juan's going to be able to do this. So there might be a couple of gaps in the schedule uh, for, for his ones because he he's unlikely to do it uh, live. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just see. I, I think this is the way going forward. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, to doing that. What is coming up? Whoa. Uh, what is coming up for G, uh, August of 2023? Well, I can tell you definitely for sure that I'm going to have Amusing Ourselves to Death by Neil Postman, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. This is one I've already read and I'm starting to do the notes of. Now, I typically do this 
where I will get a fat stack of books from the library and then I will just kind of choose one or two of them, three of them, four of them, and and get into them over the, over the month. So uh, if you're seeing on your screen here, you can see a whole bunch of the ones that I've got and I'll read them out. I've got Cicero on government. I've got If This Is A Man or and also The Truths by Primo Levi. I've got McEwen, um, who's that? Ian McEwen, Atonement. I've got Stephen King's The Green Mile. I've got The Island of the Blue Dolphins by Scott O'Dell. I have Cicero Selected Works. I've got Swearing is Good for You, The uh, the Amazing Science of Bad Language by Emma Byrne. I've got Nick Hornby's High Fidelity. I have The Three Brody Problem by uh, Sixin Liu. I'm definitely um, mispronouncing that. I've got The Gilded Age by Mark Twain and Charles Dudley Warner. And then I have The Color Purple by Alice Walker. So which of these am I going to read? I have no idea. And if you have any suggestions from any of these that you think is really good that I should get into, um, please, please let me know because that will be helpful for me. Most likely it'll be, uh, I'm already, oh, and I am reading Mark Twain's Roughing It at the moment and The Longer Tale by Chris Anderson. So those, those are the three that will definitely be coming out, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Roughing It and... Uh, Mark Twain's um, Mark Twain's Roughing It and Chris Anderson's The the Longer Tale. So those will definitely come out. These other ones, we'll just see. I probably won't get read another Mark Twain book right away, even though I do enjoy it. I'll probably only read one of the Cicero books. Um, you know, I'll probably choose one of the sci-fi books to get into. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll just see. But if you have recommendations of which ones I should should uh, get into, um, please, please let me know because those, that's... Um, really helpful for, for me to know. So that is it. And we'll um, leave it there for today, everyone. Thank you for, for joining me in on this uh, live book recap. As I mentioned, more to come in the future on that. The book reviews, the Mere Mortals book reviews is a value for value podcast. Whatever you get from this, uh, you know, I, I do this all free up front. You're never going to have to uh, worry about paying for this or, or anything because uh, I my, my kind of motto, my um, ethics, if you want to put it this way, uh, is these should be available anytime, any place for anyone, um, anyhow that they want. I, I don't want any restrictions on uh, these, these book reviews going out, this information being available. What I do just ask is that because I provide this value to you, that you provide it back. There's many different ways of doing this. You can share it with a friend. You could uh, highlight some of the problems so that you think the book reviews are having of what you would like to see more in the book reviews. Book recommendations obviously are a huge one. That's uh, really helpful for, for me to know if, if you get a feeling and understanding of what kind of books I like, which ones I have past enjoyed, and then you can give me suggestions on future ones. You know, that is invaluable. I really do appreciate that. And then, as I as I mentioned, um, being able to support the channel monetarily also very much does help. So, uh, links uh, are in the show notes for for any of that. Until the next time, got some books coming up as usual, and uh, yeah, we'll um, see you again. I, I guess at the uh, you'll you'll hear my voice certainly in these uh, next couple of uh, weeks, but then you will see me again for this live book recap in a month's time. So until then, ciao for now, Karen out.